Hey, everybody, welcome to Backyard Blue 2.0. Yes, sir. Just two brothers talking sports and whatever else comes our way. I am brother number one by birth order anyway. I'm Blake Miller. My students call me Mr. Miller. My mama used to call me Moose, and I'm still not sure why. On the other side of the screen is brother number two, my brother from the same mother, Hunt Dog, the Hunt Daddy, the Head Hunter. My daughter calls him Hump. Hey, Hump, I know you're fresh off the road from Nebraska. You ready to do a podcast? Yeah, uh, after spending six hours in the airport, I guess so. Six hours in the airport. Was it like the all the horror stories everybody keeps talking about? No, it wasn't that bad. I just had to drop other people off, so I was just there. But it, I did have the hour delay, so... Uh, yesterday, I'm glad I didn't fly yesterday because they had they get grounded for three hours, four hours yesterday. Every flight in the United States. It's like even an hour delay just disrupts you so much. I mean, if you, especially if you got plans when you hit the ground and stuff, it just any kind of delay throws you off. But uh, glad it was only an hour and not uh, not as bad as some of the stories that I've been hearing, you know, over the holidays and stuff. Yeah, it it uh, definitely hadn't been the best way of, of travel lately, but. Really, Southwest hadn't been too bad, even though they had the big debacle uh, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Knock on wood. I've never really had many problems, but they did have a major one, I guess, a week or two ago. That was not fun. So, glad I wasn't a part of that one. Man, no kidding. Well, uh, I know it's been a while since we've recorded an episode. In fact, our last uh, episode, I actually went back and listened to it the other day, was from August 2021. And I know we've been talking about getting back into this uh, for a while, but, you know, uh, life's busy for both of us with kids. Kind of became tough to schedule, but uh, we realized we just really missed doing the show, you know, living apart. It gives us a chance to talk every, you know, every week. Uh, and I know we missed doing that and, uh, you know, been talking about doing it again. And just felt like now was the right time, especially with the NFL playoffs, you know, right around the corner. Uh, we learned a lot from our first go around with this and just hoping that we can apply that here. We're excited to get back into it. Anything you want to say about, you know, rebooting the podcast? No, just looking forward to it. Like you said, getting to talk, and uh, especially when the Grizzlies are playing so well this year, because obviously we're going to talk about the playoffs and uh, the NFL playoffs. But with the Grizzlies being good, it's fun to talk about, and and uh, and so just enjoying because it's what we've done ever since we were kids is uh, argue and discuss sports uh, and about our favorite teams and and different things. So we'll just put it on here again, and hopefully we uh, hopefully maybe it sounds a little bit better, looks a little bit better. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I, I know we're uh, we're just excited to do it again. And I was telling Anna, I was like, we're we're not doing this for uh, you know, like making money or anything. It's more just to just to have a weekly talk. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, if if three people listen, I asked I was asking her about some information about the podcast last night, just some input and stuff like that. I'm like, well, you make up like one third of our audience, so whatever you say like holds a lot of weight here. So it's it's not it's not as necessarily for an audience we're we're happy for anybody who does listen but it's more for us to just enjoy you know a conversation and if you want to you know listen in on it we're happy to have you backyard blue 2.0 is the name of the show now uh you'll see that in your feeds on spotify apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast we still have the old ones up but there will be they'll be in a separate older feed backyard blue 2.0 is where you'll see all the new stuff get published so let me set uh, just kind of what we're t- going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the NFL playoffs via a NFL playoff team draft. Our goal when we do that is going to pick the team most likely to win the Super Bowl every time it's our turn to pick. After that, we're going to pick the underdog we think is most likely to win uh, their matchup this weekend, wildcard weekend. And then we'll make a pick for our uniform battle of the week, the best combination of uniforms uh, going down in the NFL uh, wildcard weekend this weekend. 
We'll close out with a little Grizz talk uh, after they've won eight games in a row. And then we'll close out the show with our recommendation of the week. Uh, this is probably can be sports related, might not be sports related, uh, but just something that we've come across could be a song, could be an album, could be a show, could be a website or who, who knows, movie, whatever. Uh, something we want to recommend for you, our listeners, to, uh, to dive into. Um, without any further ado, let's get into our NFL playoff talk. Uh, we're going to do a NFL playoff team draft. And the goal with this draft is to, every time it's your turn to pick, to pick the team you think is most likely to win the Super Bowl. You want to put any kind of like friendly wager on this? Sure. What do you want to do? So Anything else? Let me tell you, um, what if we did a uh, like a local beer? Like a sit, you gotta get a you get the the winner gets a six pack of local beer from your uh, part of the woods. So like you get a Memphis six pack of beer next time you're in town, you give me a Freeburg slash O'Fallon slash St. Louis or you know that area. Gotcha. Yeah, that works for me. Sound good. Sound good. Yeah. So if you if you if your team one of your seven it teams be from Memphis, it can be Yingling, by the way. Yingling. Oh, you're good with Yingling. Does that count? Is that local? <laughs> Who cares? You can't get it. So yeah, that works. That makes sense. It makes total sense. All right, we'll be we'll be we'll be good with that. So uh I being the uh generous older brother that I am, I'm gonna uh allow you to go first. And you can't pick the Freeburg Mighty Midgets, okay? <laughs> um my first will be for two reasons. The Kansas City Chiefs. Screw you. One <laughs> thank you. Because you have to pick the best quarterback in the playoffs. That that's just even though I mess with you about Mahomes, he's still the best quarterback in the NFL. And two, it's because your favorite team, I didn't want you to be able to pick. <laughs> so now I have to like actively root against my favorite team. <laughs> oh man, this is this is I don't think a six pack of beer is worth rooting against your team to win the Super Bowl. No man, that's yeah, that's probably true. But I mean it's it's a good beer. That some of that O'Fallon stuff is pretty good. I will I will I will say that's pretty pretty tasty stuff. Um yeah, I think I'm. I, I'm with you. I would have picked them first if you picked anybody else. That would have been my next pick. You probably know that already, which is probably why you took them. So, uh, yeah, makes makes total sense there. Um, let's see. For mine, I I know the Chiefs annihilated them when they played earlier in the year, but I'm going to go with San Francisco. I liked that their their offense is fourth in EPA per play. Uh, defense is first, so like they're they're one of the only teams that's like top five in both. Um, really, really impressed both sides of the ball. It doesn't matter who they put in at quarterback either. Like Garoppolo is top five as a quarterback in terms of EPA per play. And then Purdy has been number four since week 10 in EPA per play, which is just a measure of like basically how much do you add as a quarterback to your to your offense. So I'll, I'll go San Francisco. How about you? That would have been – that if, if Kansas City wasn't your favorite team, I probably would have gone San Francisco just because their defense is so stout. <laughs> Um, and, but only thing that does worry me and, and maybe, um, maybe it's like the blown lead, the Falcons against the, you know, the Patriots or whatever. But if, uh, I don't know, I just, they seem to blow it in the championship game if, if San Francisco gets there. So they kind of scare me a little bit getting there. Um, but my number two would probably be the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, my, my second round would be the Cincinnati Bengals. There's something about Joe Burrow. That is, he's a 
I mean, he is a dog. He's a leader. Um, I don't know of anybody else. He's kind of got that like Tom Brady competitiveness that just, yeah, maybe they don't. He's not the best quarterback, but there's just something about him. He's got something that is just different. And they're on a roll. They they've played the best since he got healthy. I mean, everybody forgets he had to get his appendix removed before the year, and they didn't get get right till probably the fourth or fifth week of the season. They've been rolling ever since. So, um. They made a, made a run last year, and it sets up exactly like they did last year. It's setting up the exact same way for them to make another run. So my, my second-round pick will be the Bengals. I think they're going to just cakewalk through Baltimore, and it's just going to end up being, you know, Buffalo-Cincinnati in the second round. And just, I mean, the winner is going to make it tough on Kansas City as long as they get past, you know, whoever they've got to play in that in that, in that that second round. Um, I, I like the pick. Also, hey, I listened to – I went back and just kind of checked out some of our old episodes, just kind of seeing – where our sound was off and that kind of stuff, just trying to learn some things from what we did. And I, I stumbled on our like NFC or AFC North preview from last year, which was my favorite one that we talked about because I, uh, I actually said during the episode that don't be surprised if things hit early and Cincinnati wins this division. And at that point their win total is like six and a half, but I'm a borough believer. It's like, I get annoyed by it because he's knocked the chiefs out last year, but like, he just seems to be that kind of guy you need nine yards. He's going to get you nine, 10, like, it just seems like – I mean, I really th- – you said something about at, over the holiday break, just like he's a top three quarterback. And I was like, wait, what? And now it's like – well, it's it's obvious. It's it's like I, I thought about it. I was like, well, dude, you're right. Like, there's no – there's no arguing it now. It's, it's I mean, it's him along with Allen and Mahomes, I think, in the, in that top uh, the top three. I think you had a really good point there. Yeah, and I think um, everybody thinks because it's Chase and Higgins and they got all these weapons, but – even when Chase was out, like they were, I mean, Higgins is a is a number one receiver, and he'll probably get paid like, and he'll he'll probably be somewhere else next year. I think he's a free agent this year, unless they tag him. But normally, you don't see receivers get tagged. Um, so he may end up somewhere else, but he'll be if he goes somewhere else, he'll be a number one receiver, no doubt. And Boyd's and so, good. I mean, Hurst is good. He was still awesome when Chase was out, and Jamar Chase is probably one A, one B as top two wide receivers next to his buddy Jefferson. But yeah. uh, even when he went out, Burrow is still great. And he, he's accurate. He's got the arm strengths there. And like I said, there's just something that it factor that everybody talks about that's like you don't know what it is. You can't measure it or anything. But he's got it. And uh, and he's just fun to watch. Like He's got so much. He's, I know Mahomes Mahomes and like the way he plays. But Mahomes doesn't have the attitude that uh, – all the time. It, it comes out every once in a while, but Joe Burrow's just got an attitude that I don't think anybody else has in the NFL at, at that position. His com- his comment the other day was like, oh, what do you think about the playoff window for uh, for Cincinnati being open? He's like, it's opened my whole career. The, the Super Bowl window, it's opened my whole career. I was like, all right, dude. I hate it because, like, we're going to like we're gonna face you forever, but that's just how it's going to be. Do it, man. You're good enough, you, and he is. You you uh, you talk it. All right, so I'll pick my pick number four, my second pick. You've already picked uh, Kansas City and Cincinnati. I've taken San Francisco. And I'm going to follow up with – it hurts my heart to do it, but I'm going to pick Buffalo. Now, I'll, I, uh, I think if Kansas City and Cincinnati don't win the AFC, it's Buffalo. And I honestly think – the winner's going to come from the AFC and probably going to come from one of those three teams. I, I took the best team in the NFC, I thought, uh, but I really do think Buffalo is next best. Josh Allen is something great. He, the only quarterback metric where I could find where someone actually beat out Mahomes was uh, p- overall PFF grade. Now, Allen is far behind Mahomes in the passing grade in the pro football focus grade. Not, not far behind, but, I mean, he's 
he's behind enough to say that there's a noticeable difference. But with the run grade, there's no play with Josh Allen that's over. Same with Mahomes, you know, that kind of thing. Josh Allen is awesome. He's got to kind of watch the turnovers. I, I do kind of feel like Sean McDermott and uh, they, they play with an arrogance a little bit. And sometimes it's the thing that makes them great. And sometimes it's the thing that gets in the way. I told you over the holiday break, I just, you know, sometimes it's third and three and they go for 33 instead of trying to get four. You know, it's trying to push the ball on the field, which is one of the things that makes Allen great, but it's also the thing that gets him into trouble. So odds are he could slip up and, you know, lose a game just based on, you know, some of those turnover-worthy plays actually becoming turnovers. He led the league in turnover-worthy plays, but I'm just going to bet on the talent. And, uh, you know, there's there's a big drop-off coming up in quality of teams. And uh, I think they're one of the last of the best. And getting them fourth, I, I, I was expecting – I honestly thought you might take them first. So, uh, them sitting here uh, for – If you would have asked me six weeks ago before Von Miller gets hurt, you know, the the whole DeMar Hamlin thing, and maybe he's not like the best part, but I feel like there was so much taken out of them in that first game back. Yeah, they, they got those two kickoff returns against the Patriots. But other than that, they were so flat. And – Look, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say it's for any reason, but after what they went through, it's understandable that they come out flat. But Absolutely. I do think you saw after the defense has been so banged up. If if you would ask me at the beginning of the year, after the first quarter of the year, halfway through the year, and probably going into the third quarter of the year, I would have told you they're my favorite to win uh, because of Josh Allen. Because when it gets down to it, they're not gonna be afraid to run him, and I don't know how you stop his his run game because you can't just load up the box and he's just too big too strong too fast and i think in the playoffs especially when colder weather you got to go play to in buffalo all the way up to the super he's just he's a different guy but i just don't think their defense can hold up enough to to beat the Bengals, you know even the chargers or whoever they may have to face if Tua was playing they'd have trouble with the dolphins this weekend but so their defense is just in in a bad shape so that's that's the only reason I wouldn't go with them. You know, it kind of feels like, you know, they got a semi buy this weekend playing against Skylar Thompson, which it looks like it's going to be Skylar Thompson. Um, it, the Chiefs got an actual buy, but it feels like the Bengals and the, and the Bills got into kind of a, a warm-up game where they might actually gain an advantage by being able to work out some of the kinks uh, from, you know, what the late season stuff. And, you know, not that Cincinnati needs to in any way, but still that it, it feels like a semi buy for them. All right, you're up. You're uh, your third pick, fifth overall. Who you got? This paint, how you said it pained you earlier. This really pains me. They've been the they've been the best team all year. Um, I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl. Like, I would not bet on them to win the Super Bowl, and that's why they're my what third pick now. But. The Philadelphia Eagles, you still got to go with the body of work. They have weapons everywhere. Their defense, if it gets right, is is top tier, probably top two defense in, in the playoffs of the teams that are there. And like we just said about Josh Allen, they're just going to run Jalen Hurts. And you got to make a decision whether you're going to stop him or, or stop the pass. And he's still just a good enough passer. I mean, he can hit wide open guys. And with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and – they got weapons all over the place. I just don't think he's legit. You know, I, I root for Bama, and every big game that he's ever played in, he's kind of he's kind of fallen short of expectations. So I think in the playoffs, when every every 
possession becomes magnified, he's not a quarterback thing that can make a run to the Super Bowl. They'll probably make it to the NFC Championship game, but I don't think they they get to the Super Bowl. And even if they did, they're just going to get they'll get outplayed at the most important position. You know, the NFC is tough, man, because it's like I mean, it feels like I was looking just looking at the quality of the quarterback position. And I think it's quite possible like Jalen Hurts actually is like the best quarterback in like in the NFC, like legitimately. And that's not like necessarily like a huge compliment to Jalen Hurts. It's more like just Tom Brady's still there. Tom Brady's still there, but he he was not great this season. I mean, in terms of like what what he's doing, his average depth of target was the lowest, like second lowest of his entire career. Um, you know, I I, uh, I I that offense is fit for him. And uh, I was going to take them if you didn't take them here, mostly because I think I think they're the cliff. I think those first five teams that we picked are uh, the cliff. I think those five teams. I, I, if you were to say the Super Bowl champion is going to come from one of those five teams, I think that's probably pretty likely. Um, that offense is so fit for Hurts, though. I mean, I, I compliments to Coach Sirianni and, and his staff just for molding an offense to his to his quarterback, and like they've got tons of weapons, which you know. Doesn't hurt this time of year. Um, I'm going to go be my third pick, and uh, you took my favorite team. I'm going to take yours. Uh, I'm going to go with Dallas, and I think there's a significant chance they lose this weekend. Um, but I I just think the NFC is anybody's game, uh, and I like – I mean, they were, they were 10th in offense and EPA per play and number two in defense, second only behind uh, the 49ers. And I think they're great at getting pressure. They are kind of weak at the corner, which you mentioned when we talked the other day. You know, uh, after uh, after digs, they've lost uh, quite a, quite a bit there, but I think they can still handle Tampa. They have lost the last two to them uh, with Brady there. I don't know. I just I just have a feeling, and, and I I don't I if I'm ta- I'm kind of taking a shot here. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not picking. Yeah. It's it's it really did fall off a cliff after Philly. I think I think those first five teams are. Are, are far superior, but I feel like it's a cliff in Dallas, and then it's another cliff. With if we weren't so beat up in the secondary, I think they would be with the other five teams we've already mentioned. Because um, at one point, probably week when Dak came back to probably about three weeks ago, they were probably a top two or three team in the NFL. They went yeah. into Minnesota and just destroyed them. That Jacksonville game was weird. They should have blown out Jacksonville, and I, they kind of took the foot off the gas and, and let them back in. And they haven't been right since. And I think what you'll see in the playoffs with them is they'll go back to Pollard more. And I think they've been trying to save him as much as they can and run in Zeke more in the last three or four weeks. Um, and then I think they're going to – Pollard's going to get a lot of playing time. Um, T.Y. Hilton's been a big pickup for him. Uh, but you know how I feel about Dak Prescott. We'll never win a Super Bowl with him at quarterback. And I hope he makes me eat my words. Um, but – Part of me thinks that they're going to go in and get beat by Tampa, and if they do, I think we have Sean Payton on the sidelines next year. And if we have Sean Payton, I think I would take Dallas as the Super Bowl favorite next year because I think he makes that big of a difference, especially for a quarterback like Dak. Yeah, Um, I can see that. And so, you know, I think I really do think they may get beat this weekend. It's been setting up this way for six or seven weeks where they're going to be playing, uh, playing Tampa and. It seems like Tom Brady the last couple of weeks that they've gotten right. Mike Evans has gotten right, so that game scares me to death. You've got to go there, and it's just it's the goat in the playoffs, and I didn't want it. 
I was rooting for Carolina like crazy. Oh, I understand. Hey, but Carolina gave people problems too. You know, Detroit was looking like they were, you know, pretty strong. Like they were like one of the two or three best teams like in this in this season. And when Carolina smoked them, it was like, I don't know if anybody wants them either. So we'll go with two trends for the Cowboys this year. That if they they're gonna battle each other here this first week. The first trend is we're one in four on natural grass natural grass this year. Wow. Wow. Um who knows what that means? You play slower on a field like that, but it, it's a it's a record. And then the other one, if you follow our trend of win losses this year, we lost our first game, won four straight, lost the game, won two straight, lost the game, won four straight, lost the game, won two straight, and then lost the game. I think however that works out, but it's in that that realm. It's one, two, one, four, one, two. So if it keeps up. We just lost. We'll win four games in a row, and that's the Super Bowl. So, is the Super Bowl yeah, natural, Super Bowl grass? natural grass? Asking no, for a friend. It's in Arizona, but no. I think there's is grass. It is grass. It it's is one grass. of those there jokers they like roll out. They roll in and out. I uh, I think if they get past this this first game, then there's a real shot. Um, but you know, the cliff is not just in in terms of uh, you know team quality. I think the cliff is in terms of like the difficulty they have ahead of them. Uh, you know, like Kansas City and uh, Philly have a bye. We do talk about that. Uh, San Francisco, Buffalo, Cincinnati. It kind of feels like they all have a warm up game. All of them are over a touchdown favorite at least in all of their games. And then Dallas has to go to Tampa, where they're two and a half point favorites against the greatest quarterback to ever live. So, to Tampa, and then most likely Philly, but. And we'll probably talk about this here in a little bit, but I think if they did, whoever wins the game between Dallas and Tampa is going out to San Francisco, and I think they're making it to the Super Bowl. So I just, even if we went to play Philly, I think we can beat Philly. I, I think they're frauds, but um, yeah, it's just a tough row. Spoken like a true Cowboys fan. Um, all right, so you're up the seventh pick. What's your uh, what's your take here? We're kind of we're, we're, we're definitely off pretty, the cliff. I think this one's pretty easy. Um, I think it's the Chargers. If unless Mike Williams is out, he's traveling. But unless he's out, then it maybe changes me a little bit. I still think they get past this first game. Um, I just think they're. I don't think Jacksonville's good. I just think they're. They played in a very weak division. They got on a little run, and they've won some real squeakers. Uh, to, to make that run. I don't think they're playing as good as their, their win streak and how they ended the season would, you would think it ended um, or how they're playing, but uh, the Chargers have been on a roll since they got healthy. And I think they're one of those teams that could be like the giants and, and 2008 when they beat the Patriots. And then again, when they make a run at the end of the year, everybody's healthy, everything's clicking and they got a, they got a good quarterback and they can make a run. I think they're a sneaky team. So are they in the, in the level that we we're talking about after the first five when there's a drop-off, no, they're not in that level. But I think they're good enough. They play peak, they're in that level. But they tend – they got to overcome a, a coach that likes to go forward on fourth and down all the time. You know, I I, uh, I watch the Chargers a lot being a Chiefs fan. I, you know, we see them twice a year. I kind of watch them and root against them just because they're a division rival, the second-best team in our division. But uh, it's they're, they're the example of, you know, the rest of the division this summer spent a billion dollars – and the division AFC West was wrapped up by Thanksgiving. So um, <clears throat> take that for what it's worth. 
Um, I think the Chargers, just, though, were more from injuries than they were from being a bad team. I think that there is something to be said for Justin Herbert being not great against the Blitz. He never has been. Uh, he hasn't been this year. He wasn't last year. He's not a good quarterback against the Blitz. And also, I don't know if it's him. I don't know if it's the offensive coordinator. I don't know if it's the weapons around him. But he does not throw deep balls very often. His average depth of target is is middle of the pack to bottom of the pack. He's actually like, and this kind of coincides with him not having a bunch of turnover worthy plays. Um, you know, he doesn't take chances. But I kind of think he's in an offense that doesn't really take chances. And you have a quarterback that, you know, you need to take chances with. I think what you said about Mike Williams is really important. I think if he plays, he feels like he can take chances throw the ball down the field and let that Megatron light guy go up and, and, and get the ball. I, I, Mike Williams is awesome. I think without him, like they're going to lose to Jacksonville this weekend. That's what, that's what I think. If, if they don't have Mike Williams, I think they lose to Jacksonville and they just tend to be the team that had, that just never is quite what you want them to be. They're 80% of what you think they should be. And it's, is it a coach? Is it an offensive coordinator? Is it, what, what is the reason for that? Is it the line? Is it injuries? It's probably a mix of all those things. I think Justin Herbert has all the tools to be up there in the same class with Allen, with Burrow, with Mahomes, but he is not there. He's not there and he's treated like he is very often. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think, understand the love affair for him. And I think he's more like Trevor Lawrence. I think, I think he's really good. And like you said, he's got all the tools. He looks he looks more like the best quarterback by just physical appearance. Like he looks like he would be the best quarterback in the league. Like if you line him up on a wall, like that's the guy you're picking because of how he looks. But there's he never won he wanted Oregon, but he didn't win at Oregon like if you're that that quarterback and you got that talent on your team would win. And he hasn't won in with the Chargers yet. So maybe he's just yeah. one of those maybe he's a I don't know, Jay Cutler or something like that who just looks the part but doesn't doesn't win? I don't know. Interestingly enough, I was listening to the Pro Football Focus podcast uh, this morning, and they were comparing him to Aaron Rodgers earlier in his career. And it's like you weren't were Rodgers with McCarthy, and you were like uh, Rodgers always kind of felt like he was doing 85% of what he could, and you weren't really sure why he wasn't doing 100% of what he could and like there's something needs to come along to unlock him to get to 100% and then the you know the, the rest of the league is put on notice to me until that until that happens i i'm, I'm just not a believer i'm i'm, I'm not going to be scared every year like like the media tells me to be oh my gosh we got Justin Herbert like we have him home so i don't until know. it happens <laughs> yeah until it happens i, I, I actually talking about it. i and i also think they have a really tough run. i think in terms of team quality that I would have them right here in, in this, but I think they have the toughest road. They could get hot, and uh, it's very possible the Chiefs, the, the the Bengals, and the Bills lay an egg at some point. Nobody's that – like, there's no, like, head and shoulders that much better than everybody team. Uh, but, you know, interestingly enough, the Chargers were 16th in offense for EPA per play and 19th in defense. So they're just a straight middle-of-the-pack team. Now they did get hot late, so those numbers can be skewed. So uh, my fourth pick, eight overall – is Jacksonville. Uh, I'm going right against you on this one. And I think it's just the fact that I'm riding the hot streak. I'm taking the home team. And I think if there's a team from the AFC that gets hot and seems to have that like kind of magic touch to everything, I think it's Jacksonville. Um, not much left left to say about them, but I, it just seems to work. I feel like they know who they are. 
And I really think that Doug Peterson is a fantastic coach. And in the playoffs, you want that experience on your side. I, after Andy Reid, I would think Doug Peterson is probably definitely the, the next AFC coach that I would take uh, after after Coach Reed. Uh, give me Jacksonville. I agree with you. Not much more to add, but I, I do like Jacksonville. Uh, um, I just think it's their first first time at it, and like uh, you hear, you you got to get your scars. You know, you gotta you gotta learn how to win at this this point of the year, and they've just never been there. Chargers haven't either. Um, but I think the they got some guys on their team that charted Derwin James, and they just have so much talent everywhere that they should be really good. But anyways, um, no, Doug Peterson has always been a good coach. And this is a, a, a fun question. If you think the Eagles go back three years ago and may, they make Doug Peterson their choice and not Carson Wentz, he's probably still in Philadelphia, and he's probably made it to the playoffs a couple times. Yeah, I and maybe Philly looks different. You know, uh, maybe Hertz is not the starter. Who knows? Maybe they drafted somebody else. There's no telling. Maybe, uh, you know, I, I don't. I don't know. It's not, it's 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 really hard to say. But I think that. he got run off with him and Carson were were button heads, and I think Philly probably looks back and goes, "We probably made the wrong decision, but everything turned out okay here." Yeah, yeah. They, I think they did it because they had already invested so much money in Carson Wentz. Ultimately, that's what everybody does. They, you know, double down on the bad investment. Just because, just because you made it, and uh, yeah. Peterson's probably easier to cut ties with. All right, you're up. Who you got, man? After here, we can probably be pretty quick on these because yeah. I don't really think anybody left is uh, is very good. And honestly, I feel like if you picked any of them, except for I think Seattle, um, you know, you could because for one, Seattle's not very good, and two, they got to play San Francisco, and I think they'll yeah. they'll just get dog walked. But so I'm gonna go on a. Uh, I think I'm, I got to take Minnesota just because they've won a lot of games this year. I know the every game's been like a one possession, and you know they they've laid stinkers, but just with Justin Justin Jefferson and I don't know they Adam Thielen, they still have enough weapons. Um, Dalvin Cook, like they got weapons that they can win, and but I, I don't see them making it past the divisional round if they if they even win this game. I'm with you. I think they're a, a part of the. How are they good? Uh, group they're good but how and uh in that same vein i'm going to take their opponent this weekend the giants uh with my with my next pick i do not see them winning the super bowl but they seem to be like the most uh star kissed magic struck team and uh i think people undersell daniel, daniel jones uh and brian dayball i think he's brought out the best in daniel jones kind of like I, he's kind of get made him like josh allen jr uh, over there, started really using him in the run game, similar to how he used Josh Allen in the run game in Buffalo. Saquon's had a great season. It honestly doesn't matter who they have at receiver. This kind of reminds me of the early Buffalo uh, teams, uh, early Josh Allen teams. Like, they can – and it's just, like, more – like, just kind of betting on the fact that uh, the NFC is weak and wide open. And anything could happen. I think it's very possible that any team from the NFC uh, ends up in the Super Bowl. Maybe with a couple of exceptions, but like the NF the NFC is totally wide open. All right. Any yeah, thoughts on the Giants? Or you wanna... I, the Giants would have been my next pick. But I think to get to the Super Bowl, they don't like there's more talent and just ability on Minnesota. So I'm just gonna roll with the talent. Um yeah, it's a smart move. I don't think either one of them get close. I would have taken Minnesota over the Giants as well. 
So, um, this will be my sixth. I guess I'll go Baltimore. Because, Baltimore I, you know, gets they, back. what? Well, it's either Baltimore or Tampa. And the only thing I would say is if somehow Lamar, if they won this game and they got Lamar for the divisional round, they could make a run. He's not going to play this weekend, doesn't sound like. But if somehow they did, and they could win that game, like, you know, Cincinnati, they, I, I don't know. I really don't think they can win, but trying to make a case for it here. Yeah, it's not easy. Your only hope is you can get past this round and get Lamar back. I would say that's how they make a run to the Super Bowl. You know, I think the hope right now for them is that Huntley starts this weekend, and it sounds like he's yeah. not starting. And it's going to be Anthony Brown, who I didn't think was that good when he, in, in college. He's the one who went from, like, Boston College to Oregon, right? I think, maybe. Yeah, his completion percentage in his two in his two games he's played is like in the forties in the NFL, and I'm like, you, you're not beating Cincinnati with a completion percentage in the forties, and when they can just load up the box and stop the run, I, it's a man. It, that, they're tough. It, it's a tough. Their defense is good. Roquan's been playing like like crazy. They gave him a big contract, and uh, I mean, Baltimore would be in the running uh, if they had. You know everybody healthy, including Lamar. I think with the Lamar thing up in the air, if he if there's a chance he get back, you got to win the first game. But and he's not ruled out yet. I don't think they ruled him out. But he's I know out. he put out a letter. Yeah, he said his knee's unstable. He can't even practice. Yeah, I knew he put out that alert today or that put that thing out about his knee today. But who knows? That is such a weird situation too, because you know he doesn't he doesn't have an agent. He represents himself. So I feel like in these contract negotiations, Baltimore is going to have like such a hard time just saying like a. Uh, we don't want to pay you this much because you suck at this and you need to be better at this. And like Lamar has got to be just like, he's probably just mad all the time. Like yeah. that dude is in terms of like his, his football, uh, you know, side of his life. He's, he's gotta be just like pissed off all the time. Just these guys hate me. They don't want to pay me. Look at all these bums getting contracts. Look at Russell Wilson. Look at Deshaun Watson. I'm so much better than them. I'm not playing on this knee, you know, whatever. I don't know. He's probably making more money now, though, than he would if he played. You know, you might be right. You might be right. This is two straight yeah. years he hadn't, he hadn't been healthy in the playoffs, though, and I think I think that means something. And uh, I would not. Yeah, I just realized that neither one of us picked Tampa. I'm doing that now. So I would have picked what... Tampa. <laughs> well, that's what that's what I'm doing now. I'm. I, isn't it crazy that we're putting Tom Brady as the 12th out of 14 teams? Has in nothing the to do with him. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe it does a little. I think it's more to do with his offensive line. It's more to do with Todd Bowles as his head coach. It's, uh, you know, the offense is just not right. They have no running game. And despite having all the weapons they have at receiver, it just hasn't worked out. I get, I, I'm not 100% sure why, but uh, as I mentioned earlier, his his depth of target is the lowest it's been in his entire career. They're just a the middle-of-the-pack team. Their defense is 11th in EPA per play. Um Offense was 20th. That is, uh, you know, definitely the worst it's been for, for Tom since they've been in, uh, been in Tampa. But He's like, had no time to get the ball down the field, though. Exactly. I don't feel good about this one. It's not like I'm betting on them to win or anything. But, uh, you know, I'm, if you told me I was getting Tom Brady with the 12th overall uh, pick out of 14, I think I'm cool with that. All right, you're left with Seattle or Miami. What's your take and why? Seattle, just because they're playing Skylar Thompson. Miami's got my <laughs> Skylar Thompson quarterback. Um, so, Gino may not – Gino's middle of the pack. 
and I love the way he started the year, and it's been a great, a cool story this year, the whole trade Russell Wilson, and it, uh, Pete Carroll has proved that he is just an unbelievable coach. Like, he is one of the top probably three to five coaches in the NFL, and I think you're seeing that it was more him and the players around Russell Wilson than it was Russell Wilson. And he knew that for a long time, and but it, their team was still good enough to perform, and he's better than Geno, so he could take them to that Super Bowl level. But uh, yeah, just props to Pete Carroll because that team should not be as good or be in the playoffs this year and be as good as they've been uh, with with what their roster looks like. You know, I was uh, I was surprised they were as good as they were, and uh, I was surprised when I was looking at some stats this week. Gino in a lot of advanced metrics finished in the top 10 among quarterbacks. And part of it is because he had a few like crazy, awesome games. He also had some crazy, terrible games. He was really the, like one of the most up and down quarterbacks, but on the whole, he was a top 10 quarterback. I'm ahead of a lot of guys who, you know, and you know, you know, and love, including who we just talked about Tom Brady. Now, obviously I would take Tom Brady over Gino Smith in a heartbeat right now, even at near an age 46 with Tom, but Gino is no slouch. Uh, I want to give him his credit. Um, I think it's impressive what they were able to do with him at quarterback this year and impressive what he did. Um, easy call taking them over Miami. So that leaves me with the Dolphins with the last pick. And my only hope, if, I, if I'm thinking they can make a Super Bowl run, which I absolutely do not think they can, I think there's a chance they cover this weekend. You know, 13 and a half points. Maybe if, you know, if Buffalo decides to sit their starters in the second half. Uh, maybe. But, you know, you're just, the hope is you just – going to pick up a fumble out of a pile and run it for a touchdown. So Mahomes used to have this uh, mindset of, you know, screw it, Tyreek's down there somewhere and just kind of throw it up. I think that's a good mindset for Skyler to have this weekend. Um, and and I mean, you, you cannot count out, like completely count out them because of Hill, because of Waddle, because of the other weapons they have on that offense. But Raheem Mostert's got a broken hand. Like, I, I, I can't see that helping out at all. If Teddy plays – Maybe it's a different story. I'm probably still again. I'm probably still like. I mean, this. I'd probably still pick them last. It'd be them or Baltimore. Yeah. I pick last. Um, but I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not crazy about this one. Thanks for letting me have it, though. Appreciate that. Um. So yeah, I that Baltimore. closes it out. Uh, I, I feel. I. I feel like you got the better end of the deal, getting uh, especially getting Kansas City and uh, and Philly on the buys. That's a that's a pretty solid solid grouping there. Um, I'm, I've got some hope with Buffalo and San Francisco and maybe your Cowboys are get you know, back in, um, hoping to get some St. Louis O'Fallon beer or some yingling. If Dak does not, if Dak doesn't throw interceptions, we can be, we can, we'll play with it. Well, every game will be a game. We're not going to get destroyed by anybody. So if Dak doesn't turn the ball over, then we got a shot against anybody we play, but he's been. He's got the most interceptions in the league this year, so and he's crazy. Five or six games. He he could definitely be. This this is his worst season he's had. Honestly, it's even worse than. His, I mean, it, it's it's his worst season. There's no doubt about it. Um, and I, I mean, I, I still think like there's a chance he has a great game though, and the defense is what carries that team. You know, I I, I really definitely believe in the defense. It, but they were they were one receiver away betting on a. You know, taking a step back with the offensive line, taking a step back with the receiving core to, you know, have an improved defense. I mean, the defensive stuff worked, but the, you know, the offense really did take a step back. But even still, 
with a step back, it was still 10th in the league in EPA per play. So they've got the weapons. You got, like you said earlier, they got a and it was the, the highest scoring offense uh, when Dak came back, since Dak came back. Well, that matters. But All their right. defense well, went first to middle of the pack. So. That uh that draft was a lot of fun. I really I really enjoyed that. Nice little fun way to break down the uh, the playoffs coming up this weekend. A couple quick things before we finish our NFL talk for the day. Uh, uniform game of the weekend. If we're just going NFL playoffs, what's your favorite, most aesthetically pleasing uniform matchup of the weekend? So it, I guess it depends on what they're wearing. Like if we knew what jerseys they were wearing, but I'll just tell you that I love the Bills. They're blue and red. There's something about it looks good. Um, but the Dolphins, if they use that little throwback where it has like the Miami around the Dolphin, it's got the old Dolphin oh, yeah. logo, and they use like that older, a little bit darker green. It's my favorite uniform probably in the NFL. I love those Dolphins uniforms. So it depends on what they're wearing, but if I had a choice of which one they get to wear, that little bit of throwback Miami Dolphins and just any Bills. I like their plain white helmet the most, like with the old Buffalo logo. But I just love – I think Buffalo Bills uniforms are just really clean. Their helmets are fantastic. I do too. I, I, I like that one. That, that, was, that was in my top uh, top two. I think my choice is the uh, Chargers-Jags because it's going to have like a rare combination that you see in colors. With the, uh, I do know that the Jags are going to have the black helmet, teal jersey, white pants. So I, I like that. I think that's their best, uh, their best combo. I like teal as a color. Same with the Dolphins. I like it, especially for those Florida teams. Um, and it looked the Chargers with their road uniforms typically like last week they wore all white. So I'm guessing this week they're going to do the white jersey with the yellow pants, which I think is just like that's awesome. I think it's such a good combination yeah. looking at it with the white helmets and everything. The Chargers have a for a new uniform kit. Both of these are new, relatively new, which I, I'm usually like big time classic uniform guy. But I think in terms of new uniforms, like, this is a really good combination. So. Uh, yeah, the Chargers are my second. They're my second favorite uniform. The Dolphins are my favorite just because so we got a little old school to it, but they're they're with the new school look. But the Chargers are great. If the Bengals break out the White Tigers this weekend against an all black Ravens, that would be really cool too. But I, I think my bet mine is the Chargers Jags. When I like the I like the Dolphins Bills with you as well. All right, final thing NFL. If I got to pick an underdog. That's gonna win this weekend. You got to pick the underdog you feel most confident in winning this weekend. I've made you go first in all the other ones, so I'll tell you the one that uh, that I that I'm gonna go with. It was a tough call for me on this one because there's two that I like, maybe even a third uh, with this one. It's all the shorter spreads when you know this, this weekend. I'm probably not picking the touchdown plus uh, on this, but I. I, I'm going to go with Jacksonville. I'm staying with that same game. I'm probably most excited about watching that game this weekend. I really think they're going to beat the Chargers, and this is just me not being impressed with the Chargers. I do believe the Chargers are good enough to go on a run, but Jacksonville just kind of has that magic. This is going to be their Super Bowl. Like they win this, like it's a, it's a, it's already a successful season for them. But I, I just think they've got a, they got a really good offense, um, and they know who they are, and who they are is a great run team. I mean, not great, but I mean, they're a good run team. They've been really good lately with uh, ATN. And uh, the Chargers stink at stopping the run, even with Bosa, even with Mac, even with all the, the money they spent. They still stink at stopping the run. So give me Jacksonville as my underdog most likely to win this weekend. Who you got for the underdog most likely to win? 
even though I picked against them because they're playing each other this weekend, earlier I picked the Vikings. I think they, if they did make a run, they have the more talent to do it. But I think they'll actually get beat in the first round to the Giants. Uh, let's say the Giants just rested last week, and man, they play hard for day ball. This is the only reason they just play so hard for day ball. It doesn't matter if they're down by two touchdowns with two minutes left. They're they're still playing really hard. They're just there's something about that team. They've just proved a lot. Like he flipped that culture around 180, and like you said, Daniel Jones looks really good. They're running them more. I think they'll pull out some some different stuff for this game because. Similar to Jacksonville, if they win a playoff game, I mean, they're going to be ecstatic. They were picked to finish in, like, the bottom, you know, two or three. They'll get rid of Daniel Jones and try to get a franchise quarterback. That's where everybody talked about them at the beginning of the year. So, we'll roll with the Giants. I think Saquon goes for at least 120 and probably has a couple scores. When he was healthy at the beginning of the year, he's the best running back in football. And I think maybe getting a week off and – Getting a little healthier. He's not going to be healthy. He'll still beat up and banged up. But and when he's, I think when he gets rest, he's going to he's going to go off this week. And the Vikings defense is terrible. That one could slick turn into a shootout too, because neither defense is that great. And uh, the Vikings have some injuries on the offensive line, so Dexter Lawrence is going to be eating in that backfield. Thibodeau. Oh, that, that, that's for sure. Thibodeau too. Thibodeau. Yeah. Thibodeau. Maybe he'll do some snow angels next to Kirk Cousins. Hey, that. I don't think he saw the guy. I don't think he did that on purpose, but it was terrible. It still look. happened. <laughs> and it yeah. made for a nice little meme, like for the Colts. Yeah. Such a microcosm of the Colts season. All right. So we're going to just transition quickly and talk about the Grizzlies, which is mostly an NFL episode, but we want to do, we do want to mention the Grizzlies for a couple minutes before we uh, cut things off. Um, the Grizzlies, they won not, well, not they're hopefully they'll win now. Eight. They won eight in a row. Uh, their wins in that win streak were over Toronto, New Orleans, Sacramento, Charlotte, Orlando, Utah, and two against San Antonio. Currently, they're sitting at 28 and 13 through the halfway point of the season. It's exactly half of their totals were wins and losses last season. You extrapolate this out, double both, you end up at 56 and 26, which is their record from last season. Uh, you, what are your thoughts on this on this eight game win streak and just the general state of our uh, of our hometown team? So I want to. We'll probably do more Grizzlies talk. Maybe we'll get on a you know extra time a week and maybe just talk Grizzlies, especially during the NFL playoffs, because we'll we'll be discussing what happened in those games and what we think more because everybody everybody watches and listens to the NFL, right? But um, so I want to talk more in depth about the Grizzlies, but just it's the old Spurs way, and we can call it the Grizz way now. It doesn't matter who plays, what night they play hard, they play together, steals, blocks, offensive rebounds. It's the three main things that we do, we, the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies do to win. Every game, steals, blocks, offensive rebounds. I think if you look in those categories and you're winning that combined number, their record probably looks pretty good. So that's something I want to do, like, you know, dive into a little bit and actually have. But just from watching the games, it's what your eye tells you. So I'll back it up with, with some numbers and stuff at a later point. But you just see with your eyes. Those three things every night. It doesn't matter who's in there. They play hard and they go do those things. And they, it's. I think this will be what they are. They're a really good regular season team, just like those Spurs and and Bucks teams and those old Hawks teams. Uh, so that's just kind of my my viewpoint so far. Of the years we're a really good regular season team. I think they have the chance Ooh. to be a really good playoff team too. Like I, th- I think I think there's a real chance for that to happen. I, I don't know if I would say that I expect it yet, but 
like I also can just say that the the West has fallen back a lot. I'm I'm afraid of Denver, and I'm uh, kind of afraid of Golden State at full health. But like as far as the West, I'm kind of with Ja. Like I feel like I'm good in the West as long as the Grizz play their game. They might need to make one additional move, you know, to kind of make you know just to kind of uh, you know push things in the right direction. But like the team is awesome. I mean, I, there's no doubt about it. I'm just gonna do a quick little stat dump here. And just a few things that I that I picked up, just kind of looking over some things. Um, first of all, Jaron, if he qualified for the blocks, uh, leaders would be the NBA block leader at three point two blocks per game. Next is two point six, and that's Nick Claxton. Uh, Jaron is going to run away with Defensive Player of the Year, uh, in my in my opinion. Uh, we are eighteen and seven when Jaron plays this year, which is which is really phenomenal. I think he's playing the best ball of his career by a long way. I think anybody who watches can tell that. Um, one thing I would like to see change Dylan. I have had a lot less negative things to say about him. He has brought so much energy on the defensive end. I would like to see his number of shots, which is about 15 and a half a game switch with Jaron's number of shots, which is about 11 and a half a game. If those can switch, I think we're good. I think we're actually pretty, you know, that, that can get us one little adjustment and make a, make a big change. Dylan, Jaron and Steven Adams, are 10th, 11th, and 12th in plus-minus per game amongst anybody, whether they qualify for league leaders or not. In the entire NBA, Chai's 16th, Desmond is 18th. So we have our starting five all in the top 20 of plus-minus per game, which is just incredible. It tells you how awesome that lineup is. I can't wait till they get more time together uh, and being able to play. Um, I was just talking about Adams a little bit and how, just how unsung – he is in this in this with this team. He sets over 19 screens a game, 19.2 screens per game for Jaw alone, which is the most used combo in the entire league. And it averages over a point per possession. Like it's a very efficient. It's it is the most used and one of the most efficient combos in the entire league. Uh, he actually leads the league in screen assists right now, and he's got over 15 rebounds in six out of his last seven games. I know it's a total stat dump there. Also, in terms of rebounds per minute, offensive rebounds per minute, he is actually at the the best rate in the last 25 years. He averages an offensive rebound every 5.4 minutes, which will be the best in the league in the last 25 seasons, which is really, really impressive. One final stat, and this is why I think I would campaign for a trade for the Grizzlies. One slight trade, I don't think it takes a lot. Desmond's getting back. That will help this stat that I'm about to mention. Over the last two seasons, when the Grizzlies shoot greater than 33% from three-point land, over the last two seasons, greater than 33% from three-point land, their record is 65-11. and 11. They're a shooter, maybe two, away from breaking this thing open and being the favorite in the Western Conference. Not just being a contender, but being the contender in the Western Conference, in my opinion. Things are looking up, and I think there's only a couple tweaks to make, and you're like you're the favorite in the West. Yeah, I completely agree with you, but I don't think they will make a, make a change. Um, I think because what when they added Danny Green, it was for a playoff run for half-court basketball and you're hoping he can be the shooter that he is. And so I think that was their thinking, and they think we already got that guy. 
Um, so hopefully he's recovered for his ACL. But that's just my opinion. I I wish they would go out and get somebody because I think you're one really good bench scorer away from from turning this thing around. And then you're not bringing Bain back so early, and you can let him play with Morant and and Jaren Moore, and you don't have to run. It seems like after the first quarter and after the start of the third, we never get our starting five back in there because our bench, we just don't have our guys right now. And yeah. so they're always, our benches, we lost depth. There's no doubt about it this year. We lost a lot of depth trying to play rookies early on. But uh, so if you could just get one that one guy off the bench that's a, just a scorer, go get you buckets and kind of carry the offensive load so you can you can rest jaw and, and bane a little longer and not fall off completely or have to alternate their minutes. Uh, but I just don't think they're going to make that move. I think they're going to rely on Danny Green, and then and go from there. But I really wish they would make that make that move this year. I think if they do make a move, it's going to be small. I think a lot of uh, Grizzlies fans locally are clamoring for like something big, where maybe they're they're moving Dylan out, you know. And then there's been a lot of frustration with him. But I actually think he's played pretty well this season. I'd like him to get his, you know, obviously get the field goal percentage up. You know, as Chris Vernon says, uh, make more or shoot less. Um, I'm I'm good with that. Um, but like I, I think if they make a move, it's gonna be for like the the eighth or ninth guy in the rotation kind of thing. Like somebody, you get your starting five, and then you have you know uh, Tyus, Brandon, and Zaire. Probably somebody to eat some of those Conchar or Aldama minutes, maybe. But they may just be happy with those. So they may just say Danny Green is gonna do it. I, th- I think I think you're probably right. They didn't move, make a move last year, and I think that's probably you know a good indicator of what they're probably gonna do this year. If they do, I think it's going to be something small, maybe something like an like an Alec Burks type, you know, just a just a guy who could come in, shoot, and score off the bench, uh, who would fit the Grizz culture. It's not going to be big, but you know, a small move would make a big difference on this team. They're already, you know, it, all you need is incremental moves. You don't need to, you know, you know, go for the jugular here. Like going for the jugular might be a small move. You're you're that good. They can win the title now. The window is open. Very much so. That's for sure, and it's crazy just even think about it. I know. I'm so used to Memphis sports stuff being just a you know general disappointment slash heartbreak, you know, just from the jump. That's that's kind of my generic expectation at this point. But uh, you know, they they are shattering those expectations for sure. I know uh, this was your idea, and I wanted to uh, you know just kind of let you lead off with this one to close the every episode with our uh, recommendation of the week, or close one weekly episode with the recommendation of the week. Uh, I'll let you go first on this one. What's your recommendation of the week for us? Since this one's my, this is the first one we're doing. We're at the beginning of the year. This first podcast we've done in a year and a half. This is going to be my 22, 2022 recommendation. Going to be my recommendation for this week. But Zach Bryan, the, uh, I don't really know if you call him country music, but that's probably the closest genre that he, that he puts out as country. Um, uh, so if you haven't listened to Zach Bryan, he's got he puts out music all the time. <laughs> he writes a lot of music. He put out a thirty song album and then two weeks later put out a whole new album. Uh, but highly recommend uh, Zach Bryan. He's become my favorite artist currently. He's he's become one of my favorites too. And uh, I'll catch Avery in the backseat singing uh, something in the orange, and she'll sing the part where uh, she doesn't know that it says hell in the song she thinks it's a where am i supposed to go i'm just not gonna kill that but she does say like the i'm damned if i do and i'm damned if i don't i don't want to like introduce that you're saying a cuss word at this age i'm just gonna let her sing it just hope she doesn't sing it at school but yeah she she loves him and she's seven i just feel like he, he can kind of appeal to all ages and uh 
it's great music, man. I, I really, I really do enjoy uh, everything from him just about. And I love that his new uh, live album is called all my homies hate Ticketmaster." I really did enjoy that part. Uh, my recommendation for the week is going to be uh, for home field t-shirts. That's my recommendation. I'll put a, a link on our Twitter. This, uh, this is one of my recent purchases from home field. It is an Oregon state t-shirt. No, I am not an Oregon state t-shirt, but this shirt is freaking awesome. Like that is a, that's a sweet looking. That is a really cool shirt. It's a, it's a cool looking. It says beaver believer. And, uh, I guess I'm a beaver believer. Um, but there's some cool ones, man. I, I bought a few, if you, if it's all college stuff and, it's kind of obscure. They really like study the culture of these different colleges and try to put out, you know, things that represent uh, the, those schools. And uh, they're quirky. Uh, some of them are pretty standard, but a lot of them are really quirky and interesting. They just released Arkansas State today, so they're always adding like new schools to the collection. Uh, but man, it's it's cool. I recommend it. I'll put the I'll put a link on our Twitter and Facebook pages if anybody wants to get uh I think get 20% off and it'll also give me 20% off my next order too cuz I'll, I'll probably place one pretty soon. You know I'm a big t-shirt guy. Oh yeah. Anything else you want to say before we get out of here? No man, it was fun. I'm glad we're getting to do it again. Uh we'll try to one thing it was when we said we're going to start it back up was try to be consistent on one day and and do it weekly and maybe drop some here and there, but we'll be more consistent and more uh routine with when we're putting these these things out that way you kind of know when it's coming it's not just a drop in every once in a while so but glad to do it and uh looking forward to doing more yeah for sure our next one's gonna be monday right yeah all right well cool, man well we'll see cowboys bucks play on monday so maybe, maybe a late we'll do, one a, or a do it Tuesday. we'll do we'll do um either Monday or Tuesday uh, at, at some point. We're going to aim for Monday, but, uh, you know, this this first weekend with the Cowboys playing, we might have to do Tuesday. That's okay. We got this Thursday episode uh, holding us over. Uh, but, anyway, looking forward to the next one that we have, and uh, appreciate all you guys for listening. Uh, thank you for enjoying Backyard Blue 2.0. Yes, sir.